Welcome to Desi Tea Talks, a podcast series focused to bring to you a unique and unfiltered take on life and all its nuances from three Indian expats currently settled in America. So when we were discussing ideas on topics of for our first episode, we were unanimous in our decision and decided that we wanted to talk about chai or tea. And so we're here sipping on our cups of tea. So we encourage you all to grab a cup of your favorite tea or coffee or wine. Hey, it's 5 p.m. somewhere. And join us as we talk about our thoughts and experiences around tea. So let's just start with the basics. What is chai? (laughs) All right. So chai actually means um, so many things to so many people all over the world. And while we, while, while we were discussing about chai, like just among, among the three of us, we were like, oh, where did it come from? Or who drinks it? What type of chais are there in the world? So many questions came. And we were, some say it's an ancient herbal medicine. Some said it's a sweet spice, spice drink from a coffee shop. Or some say it's a way to connect connect with friends and family. Some say it's a hospitality thing. Some say it's a national drink of India. Lots of different things. But chai in reality actually originated uh, in the parts of China. This was about 5,000 years ago that people in China started sipping on this yummy leaves, you know, like boiled yummy leaves and mixed with some spices. And people who spoke Mandarin and Cantonese referred to it as CHA, like cha. And the people like in the, in the subcontinents and the other dialects that were sp- uh, spoken around that time referred to it as te. So very soon, this delicious drink started traveling all over the world through the traders at that time. Like it reached the Western countries and everything. And they picked up and they started calling it as te. And the parts of Indian subcontinents, everything started calling it as cha, like chai. So word chai itself in Hindi, it's a Hindi word for tea. So hold your breath here because when you go to a coffee shop and order chai tea, you're literally <laughs> asking for tea tea. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. On that tea, actually Germans call it tea as well. So pretty interesting. It's a funny story. So when I first came here and I went to Starbucks, um, they have it on their menu board, right? It says chai tea latte. And it was just so confusing to me. I was like, what does that mean? Are they going to give me like a double shot of tea? Or is it just a joke? And I was just I was just so confused. And then obviously I just figured out that it's, I, I don't think they, just, they knew what it really meant. And that's why I was there. Um, but I think they don't call it that anymore. Is that right? Yes, I think I think just like probably about a couple of years ago, they did drop the term uh, chai tea latte. And I think they're just starting to call it chai latte now, because I think at this point, enough people know that like chai and masala chai kind of two words get thrown all over the world, you know, like and I mean, uh, like chai means anything that is like steeped in water to make the beverage, you know, like you can make a beverage out of it. But when you throw in the word masala, it is like masala actually means a delicious blend of spices. So masala refers to a spice blend. And now when you put masala and chai together, it becomes a masala chai. But in Western countries, 
that's what they call it, chai tea latte. So now that enough people at this point have, uh, have recognized that chai is a spice tea, and that's why they call it like chai latte. Now, would you ever co order coffee, coffee? No. You <laughs> might try that. We should. We should go to a Starbucks or some coffee shop and just say, hey, can I have a coffee, coffee? And you say tea, tea all the time. I know. But did they even take it off from the menus on the boards at Starbucks? I, I don't so, remember seeing that. No, I don't I, think so. I think they did. So, like, just two days ago, I, I went drive through to Starbucks and I actually, like, wanted to see if they really had chai tea latte. So that's the funny thing. I went to two Starbucks, one of them had chai latte and the other one had chai tea latte. So I think they're probably still working on it, but gotta admit that masala chai gets a lot of respect in the US. As long as they don't, don't repeat, repeat themselves by <laughs> calling them TT. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that chai came from China because I thought chai was a very Indian thing when I was growing up, right? Uh, but that's why, so to, on that note, chai was actually brought by the British to India because it was, a, it was their afternoon tea, uh, drink. And very surprisingly, chai became the most popular uh, drink in India. You change a state, you change a city, and the chai ingredients change, how people are making chai in different places. Like my grandma makes it so different than what my uh, my my mother would actually make. So every, and everybody likes their tea very specific ways. Uh, there's a masala chai, there's a tulsi chai, there is a cardamom tea. Actually, in Kashmir, there's a kava, which is also a type of tea, which is pretty good for your health, especially in that cold region. And then uh, I remember going to Assam when I actually uh, one of the northeastern states. Uh, I went there for a science congress as a kid, and the kids actually drink a lot of different varieties of tea. So that was very different tasting. So chai overall in India, I think as many languages, as many diversity of people you see, you'll see the kinds of variety of chai. Oh, oh, oh yeah. It's definitely a very personal preference on how you like your chai. And we're specifically talking about the Indian tea, the brewed tea leaves that we drink. And you go from person to person. People are going to adapt it differently. People are going to make it their own. They've, some people put cardamom, some people put ginger, some people put milk, some people put no milk, some people put more sugar. Funny story Lots about that. Milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny story about that one. Um, I first made tea for my now in-laws. Um, I was, I was, you know, growing up, I never really learned to cook or anything. But the one thing I did learn was tea and everybody used to enjoy my tea. So I was pretty confident I can make a decent batch of tea, at least, I mean, a good enough batch of tea. And I was, I put cardamom in it, ginger, and it was smelling delicious. And my in-laws said it smells great. And then they tasted it and they're like, oh my gosh, this has like no sugar. And I know I put sugar in there. And then they added like <laughs> five tablespoons of sugar to it. And they were like, okay, now it's good. And I'm like, well, at that point, you're just drinking sugar water. But hey, that's how they grew up drinking tea. And that's how they love their tea. You cannot assume that you know how to make a great batch of tea. Because what you like, somebody else somebody else may not like. So you got to be really careful with that. I 100% agree. I think what you, how you take your chai and how, what you uh, match with it. Like some people like a specific kind of a biscuit. Like parleji is a very common thing. Some people actually eat a lot of sweets with chai. Which I was like very surprised. Because if you're having a very sweet chai, how do you have like this burfi? <laughs> but that's a, very, that's a pretty common thing. But uh, you know, on that note, I always 
always feel chai is something that brings a lot of people in india together that's their uh, national drink if i want to call it people have always asked me in the us what is that one thing that's very common in india like is it a wine is it a beer what kind of you know drink is the most favorite and i can never have the name for that but i definitely know there's a chai that everybody loves to drink there's always if somebody comes to your place you always offer them a cup of tea that okay ek cup chai zarur peenge so uh, for i think that is that, that chai is a very nationally integrated drink people have it in a different varieties of uh, flavors and recipes but still everybody loves to have each other's tea uh, you know each other's cup of tea okay i want to have your cup of tea today it's like it's not a literal you know, thing <laughs> you know it's funny is that like sometimes if you go to in india you know when you go to like other people's house i mean they all obviously give you a cup of tea but if you go to their home and you know you deny a cup of tea they actually feel bad i know so it's just it's just like okay like i have to have tea even if i don't want to <laughs> yeah it's such a social aspect more than anything else like you know how when you have people over here you're always like you know water or drinks and so in india when anybody comes home whether even if it's just like a delivery person you're like the one thing you offer is water and then the next thing you offer is tea because i think we all can admit there's a batch of tea brewing in all households in india at all times of the day at least yeah 100% if you have tea at one person's place and you do not have it at the other the yeah. other person is definitely feeling bad about yeah. it yeah <laughs> I remember uh, back in Germany when I was uh, I went there I I went to Germany for school right so back in Germany my friends and I uh, I used to have uh, my chai every day so I was making chai and then this I two of my very close friends they were Italian and one of this French guys he was a new person in our dorm and he's like oh what is it that you're making so I was so I'm this person making chai and my Italian friends are like this is I this is her special uh, special Indian tea I I made it for the entire floor I think after the first year that we all uh, lived together my French friend was actually making tea for all of us so he would make that chai for all <laughs> all of us and he loved it so much he carried the recipe he made it for his family so I think chai was a tradition I sort of gave over it was a it was a nice feeling that some uh, French guy was making me chai <laughs> Did you since since you were in Germany did you end up calling it tea or you called yes. it like chai <laughs> <laughs> I had to call it tea but I also told them it's not tea tea because that's what I think it's a chai tea latte there <laughs> that's so funny well, I think that's exactly how like the concept of the indian tea especially has gone over all over the world is because we are spread all over the world and so we obviously associate we obviously drink it everywhere and so everybody knows about it and everybody's fascinated with indian culture and indian tea especially because they associated with us indians and i mean you got to give it to them it's super delicious so why won't you try it and that's why it's so popular right now yeah and i think chai is a technology if you want to say uh, india has mastered it so they like they know how to get their grow their tea they know how to harvest it and they know how to export it across the world so although we get tea from so many different places remember we went to latin america last year in peru we got those nice cocoa leaves but indian chai is still popular around <laughs> yeah so for people who don't know what coca is it's basically this it's a plant that they um it's native to south america and uh, people use especially people in higher altitudes drink tea from this plant from the leaves of this plant it's called coca plant and it just helps with altitude sickness uh, but fun fact about that is that 
the coca plant, the leaves of it actually contain alkaloids, which actually when chemically extracted can be used as a base of cocaine. And so even if it's <laughs> such small quantities though, but it no still one. acts as a mild stimulant. And so that's why it's kind of comparative to compared to a strong cup of tea or coffee. And it's actually banned in a lot of the countries, unless it's, you know, how you decaffeinate tea, you have to decoconize the coca tree to be able to drink it legally in America too. That was a very delicious tea, right? But it's it's really delicious. And it really, I think it did help with altitude sickness. I really did think it did. I don't know about the altitude sickness. I definitely loved it. I can have it in a plane land too. (laughs) Give it to me. No wonder it was it was like a, such a fun, you know, fun trip because I think we were high on something all the time. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of like, you know, teas in South America, I, I went to Argentina soon after that and they have their own form of tea. They call it yerba mate. And it's actually one of the strongest forms of tea I've had. I think it has a really high caffeine content. Um, and it's it's nothing like the coca plant. It's a whole different plant. It's from the mate plant, and they literally drink it in this like it's it's again like a whole a ritual to drink this tea. They drink it in uh, like with some specific straws, and so that because they brew the leaves in the cup that you're drinking it. It's basically like you scoop like instant coffee or tea. They put it. They put the leaf, dried leaves in the cup of hot tea uh, uh, in a cup of hot water, and then drink it with the straw. And the, the straw just helps you avoid the leaves but it is a strong cup of tea you know if you thought you know coca cocaine you know the coca leaves <laughs> were hot this was like really strong and like you'll see drivers you know how in India people drink their tea and the chai mm-hmm. driving and all here that's what they use to stay awake they don't need no red bull or anything that cup of tea will do it for you cutting chai <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Mumbai ki cutting chai of yeah. course oh, popular yeah. one <laughs> as a Mumbai girl I vouch for that even though I mean admittedly I'm not a huge fan of Indian chai I think that's just from uh, because I don't really like a lot of milk I think I just don't like chai but you know it's such a, <laughs> such a Mumbai thing like even when I was in college I remember uh, there was this tea stall, a chai stall right outside my college. And uh, we would go at each break and, oh my gosh, I need a break. I, I just had a one hour lecture. Oh my gosh, so I need to go get a, take a break. And we would just all sit, stand around that stall. We used to call it Tapri and just hang out there being all cool, being all adulting. Yeah, you know, we're taking a break, sipping on a tea and discussing future plans. None of them panned out, by the way. But it was such a social and fun thing. It was a, I, it's a very nostalgic memory for me, for sure. I miss those days, man. Life was so much simpler. <laughs> Chai was the only thing and people were so much ready. <laughs> you know what they say, like the golf, the, the bigger deals, you know, the business deals are, ma- are made on the golf course and the smaller deals, day-to-day deals are made on the Chai Top Free. So <laughs> I guess our, the start of our podcast was over a Chai too, right? But, but yeah. I would, oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I think we're going to move on to the golf course next. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, think big for sure. 100%. And I think with chai, that now that you mentioned about the tapri, for me, chai would always be something you have to eat. You have to eat something with the chai, right? So is it samosa? Is it that poppy? But it's that something extra snack. So chai snacks has a whole lot of discussion. Maybe we should do another podcast about snacks that just go with tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that's another nostalgic memory for me. Um, I was not allowed to drink tea growing up, but, you know, my parents allowed it on a Sunday or something. 
Um, and for me, more than like drinking the tea, I was more interested in what I was eating it with. So, you know, to dip like a parleji, as I showed, I mentioned, it's a cookie that's common in India. That cookie or like a rusk to dip that in tea and eat that was just heaven. And I used to not even finish my tea. I used to offer it back to my parents or my sister or grandma. I was like, do you want to finish my tea? Because I don't want it. I'm done eating it. So that's, that was like such a standard like tradition I mean, in my house. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you think... guys have like nice memories with food and chai. Like, I'll, I'll tell you a funny thing. Like, my husband was going around finding girls over chai. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, I'm sure everybody has this like a train memory, right? I, I'm sure all of us have been in the train and you know, the chai wala comes and there will be like, so he was going in a train um, and he's, the chai wala came and the chai wala said, kharaab se kharaab chai pio, which means that drink the dirty chai. So this is like their tactic of like getting people to wake up and drink chai. So instead of saying garam, garam, garam chai, along with that, some chai walas also say kharaab se kharaab chai pio, right? Kharaab means dirty, by the way. And uh, so getting, listening to that, obviously, you know, he woke up and then the auntie next to him in the, you know, same compartment woke up and then they started talking. And this auntie was like, actually, uh, like, you know, India is popular for arranged marriages. So this auntie was showing him girls like, oh, you know, my, my sister's daughter is looking for a guy. And what do you think? And would you like to see her over the picture? And he, and he's like, what did Chai bring to me? So who would have thought? Wait, that is, that, is that how you met him? Is that how you are? <laughs> No, that, no, no. Well, I met him in Mardi Gras, so that's a story for some oh, other time. Oh, yeah, we will so be that was, discussing that. That was not over time, 100%. But you know, aunties in India, they definitely have rishtas every time. I know. We spend I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess we could have it over like a Long Island iced tea or something like that. Well, that would be fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, that cocktail has no tea in it. It's been <laughs> named, but it, it, it'll get you there for sure. Yeah. right where you want it to be right like bring it one bring it two but i still sometimes wonder why they call it like tea probably because it's the color of tea or it's i have a no dirty idea. chai <laughs> it's a dirty chai yeah <laughs> yeah i had some friends in japan on my trip to japan and like so this was very interesting they those guys are so particular about their chai or i should call it tea because chai when it comes to chai they'll put like four packets of sugar but when it comes to tea, green tea is the most popular thing there. And when you order a cup of green tea, there is no like asking, okay, oh, or substitution, can I have this? Or can I have that? Or can I have extra packet of stevia? Or none of that stuff, because they get offended if you try to change their green tea. Do you know that? So like, if you, yeah. I mean, they expect you to drink it the way they serve it because they believe that they have served it in the best form and that's how you should be drinking tea. So my Japanese yeah. friend over there and she's like, Prisha, can you make that chai? But can you please add some more sugar? I'm like, don't you drink your green tea without the sugar? She goes, yeah, they're two totally different things. Like, <laughs> well, I, you know what? I will agree though. Like green tea has its own flavor. And personally, again, I don't think it needs any sugar or honey or anything. And it's delicious as is. And it has so many health benefits to it. I personally am a big fan of green tea, oolong tea, herbal teas too, and um, I prefer drinking those, like the decaffeinated low caffeine ones over caffeine. I just try to avoid drinking caffeine, and so I prefer to drink those. And interesting story about that is, uh, this was a few years ago, I went to my physician to do an annual checkup, and so we were just chatting about my diet, about what I eat, what I don't eat, what I drink, what I don't drink. 
And so I was telling her everything. And then I told her, oh, yeah, I don't really drink coffee or tea. I was trying to be all cool and trying to show up that I'm very healthy and taking care of myself. I was like, yeah, I don't drink any of that. I just I just drink herbal teas and chamomile tea is my favorite. And she's like, she just stopped and she's like, oh, uh, do you drink it every day? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I don't drink it every day. I probably, you know, like every two, three days, whatever. I just said something. And uh, she was just like, okay, as long as you're not drinking it every day and not too much, it's okay. And um, I never got to ask her what that was about. And uh, I, I just got busy with everything and I had to leave. But then that just stuck with me. And I came back home and I started doing my research because I was always under the impression that, you know, herbal teas is coming from plants. It's naturally extracted. What What's possibly wrong with it? And I started first looking into chamomile tea. Um, and when I was doing my research, I found out that uh, chamomile, the plant, it, the leaves of the plant actually contain this compound, which can actually act as a mild uh, blood thinning uh, substance. Um, so if you already have, you know, thin, you know, blood thinning issues, that could complicate matters. And same goes for a lot of the herbal teas, as we call them. A lot of them are not even studied, but some of them that have been studied, they've, you know, known to cause uh, iron deficiencies, what basically happens. And a lot of the teas actually herbal or not, they have tannins and they bind to the iron that we eat or consume somehow. And so that gets, um, you know, that gets absent from absorption in our digestive tract. And so that causes uh, iron deficiency, which is very common in women. And, you know, say, suppose you have some sort of um, allergies or something that you don't even know about. A lot of us just go by living without knowing certain things that we have. And so certain things, even if they're natural, when you don't know anything about it, sometimes it causes reactions in your body that you can't control and it causes negative things to happen. So it's always good, in my opinion, to do your research about anything that you're putting in your body. So my fund is pretty simple, you know, do everything in moderation. You don't need to overdo anything. And as long as you know, if you have any questions, you can always, you know, consult your healthcare provider. But um, it's just something I wanted to share because I didn't know about it before um, I heard I looked into it. You know, I would never imagine tea would be one of the reasons that I have a deficiency, if, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> and again, this is all like when you consume too much of it. And, you know, like I said, the key is moderation. I show you that goes for you. You know why you're laughing. <laughs> she loves her tea a lot. <laughs> One cup every day and two cups when I'm in stress. And I've been in stress pretty much lately. <laughs> like every every two hours you're in stress? Yeah. <laughs> hey, nowadays, well, now that we're in the COVID times, like people, some people in India actually like, you know, are promoting more to drink chai yeah. only because like the masala chai and the kada part of it, which has like a lot of like cardamom, cloves, um, ginger, Caram seeds, fennel seeds, tulsi, all of these good things, yep, that build your immunity. So not saying that it's a cure for coronavirus, but it is definitely an immunity booster that would probably, and guess what? It does taste good. I like to have it with a little bit of jaggery, the brown sugar. Yeah. I don't know how some people have it, but definitely not sugar because you're trying to build immunity there, so... Yeah. No, 100%. And uh, cinnamon, and I, I started using black pepper too, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll keep all colds away. And, you know, you get these um, uh, immune sh- immunity shops and a lot know. of grocery stores and stuff now. And it's literally, you know, a lot of it is just not necessarily chai, but it's a lot of these spices yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, good uh, immunity boosting uh, 
everyday things that we use they're just brewed in water and that's all it, that's all it is and it's you know it, it, we should all have it whether it's covid or not just for like an immunity boost that we need yeah <laughs> you know what's funny like couple of days ago like uh, my masi from india she goes like what do you do with your leftover tea and i'm like i don't know toss it out or you know she goes did you know that it could be a good fertilizer for plants and i'm like oh my I gosh how that. many faces yeah. does tea have like there are already so many different types so many health benefits and they're like whatever your leftover tea is let it dry and you can just put it in your you know plant. that's that's a very good point but that you know what the key to that is it it's very important that whatever tea it is it's non flavored because if it has like this you know you have all these flavored naturally flavored artificially flavored mm-hmm. teas those teas are actually not good for the plants they actually die from that so as long as it's just like a natural tea then it's uh-huh. okay so it's very important that you remember because i've killed some plants doing that because i've heard that before <laughs> i hope your tomatoes are doing well right now <laughs> they are <laughs> talking about chai like do you guys use like any particular kind of milk or anything because you know in india like some parts use buffalo milk cow milk goat milk in india camel milk which was very surprising to me i think it was in the parts of pushkar and i'm like i don't yeah. know how it's going to yeah, taste yeah. So. no i think our options are limited here uh with respect to like camel milk especially even goat milk <laughs> it's hard to get buffalo milk so i think i mean over here i just use you know whole milk cow's milk here but i think in india mostly people use buffalo milk yeah Yeah, yeah people yeah. do that and i think uh, even with the cow milk i try to get the right percentage for my tea because i don't want it to be super watery i want it the right <laughs> way so i actually get the heavy the 2% one just just because i wanted a little bit but not so much so yeah it's just I'm sure what my husband wants like the whole milk he wants <laughs> the good stuff yeah oh my gosh the hardest part was when my parents came in 2017 first trip to america and obviously look at our tea cup like they're huge as compared to the ones you get in india a little so, yeah so in india they're used to getting aadha cup chai which means half a cup of chai now imagine that and they want already the cup is this tiny like maybe like four sips and they want a half of that so you've got to do all this shenanigans of making tea just for like two sips but it's the culture you know right? the thing right? is in india yeah, is yeah, yeah the thing in india is there's so many people to share that it's fine but here when we make it it's usually for one or two people and it doesn't make sense to like brew a whole batch of tea not that it takes hours or anything but still to make like to go put in so much effort for like aadha cup chai as parija said which is <laughs> half a cup of tea is just yeah. funny to me but you know our parents function off of that they're wired they need their tea in the morning i'm sure like your parents and elders are like that too they need the tea this time and this time they have that routine and that cannot be disturbed oh 100% 5am tea 7am tea and then <laughs> you know uh, so they have it at the breakfast even if they're having their aloo paratha with all the yogurt they'll have tea right after that so tea it's 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 yeah and to parija's point about parents i remember my dad just gave me a hard time he's like by the time tea comes here it's all like cold i cannot have it right away this is a big mug so all those small uh, little cups that she had she actually transferred it over to me for my parents <laughs> and i told my parents that next time you come to come to us always stuff. ask like you know what do we bring i'm like bring your own cups of tea like you no, know that's for tea yeah my parents actually did that the last time they came they bought those little like glass cups <laughs> with like cutting chai cups as they call them 
and they like to keep it here. You can keep it here now. Just these six cups, we need them here. Like, okay, I'll save them and put them in the back. So literally, they're in the back of my uh, cabinet, and they come out only when like my parents are here, or sometimes when my in-laws come here, I put them out because they also like prefer that little bit of tea. But uh, I, you know, the fertilizers. Do you do you do you know uh, we also use tea for cooking? Yeah. Oh, tea for cooking. Indian cooking. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I so you say I'm I'm thinking about the recipes that we use. Yeah, you know. uh, like a typical North Indian chole bhature. That whole black color is actually yeah. done with the uh, tea. I mean, nowadays you get those mixed spices, but the original recipe comes with all the the real tea, and you have to soak it overnight, boil it for like a couple of hours. So tea is not just for drinking uh, like a beverage. It has so many different flavors to it, like so many different uses. Yeah, I want to eat those chole bhature now. <laughs> now, now you're making all of us hungry here. <laughs> I mean, right now it's like raining here in in Pittsburgh, you know, and like all like like you know, my husband came and he's like, oh, pakode banana, and then he's like, I was like, then he goes, chai bhi banayegi, no, uske saath. I was like, sure, like pakodas, pakodas is fritters, you know, and fritters and chai are just a great combination by themselves. So. Especially in the rainy season. Yeah, so it's a very common <laughs> like, Indian thing that if it's raining, we have to have chai and pakodas, basically yeah. like tea and like a savory, spicy fried fritter. Like who doesn't want that? That sounds actually very delicious right now. <laughs> like I said, like <laughs> tea, it's more like what you eat with eat the tea. With a the lot tea. of it is just that snack that you get with the tea. Yeah. I think we all associate tea. It's more like a happy hour because, you know, usually tea time is either in the morning just to wake up or it's like, like right between lunch and dinner. So it's that right at the 5 p.m. like snack time. And it's like basically a happy hour where you just indulge in snacks and tea. Yeah, 100%. It's all about what you eat with it. Yeah. I mean, you know how in like California and D.C. and uh, where there are a lot of like um, Asian population, Boba teas is a popular thing. So now that I moved from California, like I was obsessed with boba tea in Cali. Like I, I literally found places and I would want to go there at least once a day and get my half sweet, half ice boba tea with certain so flavors. Sugar. And no, that's why I got it. Shaking sweet. my head. Yeah. <laughs> that half sweet is still a lot of sugar. <laughs> so I ended up buying a tea maker just, and I got those syrups, everything online just so, because apparently we don't have that many in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, so I brew my own tea at home now. In so case you all want a boba tea, yeah. Might have Mansi, like a boba what? tea truck very soon. <laughs> yeah, Mansi, this is what we're gifting her for Christmas next time. What, another tea, tea maker? <laughs> <laughs> I well, think all of us love our tea in one form or the other. I think it's just that the, just the idea of like a warm, hot cup of tea holding in the hand and just drinking it to wake up, whether it's herbal, whether it's Indian chai or some sort of uh, tea, we all love it. Yeah, 100%. And I think tea... Although it sounds very small, it's actually a big business thing these days. Like so many people are making a lot of money, a lot of startups and just uh, tea making machines. And if any technology that can master how you make a tea or there are so many uh, tea joints. But you remember there was this Australian girl who uh, had this big tea chain somewhere. She got this. I don't remember her story completely. Yes. So like definitely chai has no boundaries that I think we all can agree on. But the successful uh, young Indian woman based in, based in Australia, she was a lawyer by profession, but she chose to sell tea or to sell chai over 
practicing law. And in 2016, she went on to become uh, like the top 30 businesswomen mm. in Sydney. So pretty That's inspiring awesome. that like, you know, Chai could be a career too. Yeah, I want to open one yeah. in Seattle downtown. You should. <laughs> we'll support you 100%. Full Chai Tapri. Desi Chai Tapri by Aisha. Right? Like the Chai Wali of Seattle. That's a great name. You should totally do it. Aisha's Chai Tapri. Ooh. Aisha's Chai Tapri and snacks. The Indian snacks. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guys so i think on that note let's do a little cheers with a tea and i think we'd like to end this episode uh so thank you for listening to the first episode of daisy tea talks we will uh we also have a youtube channel we will be uploading this podcast on there so if you want to watch us talk about this uh, please go subscribe there show us some love hit that like button we also have an Instagram account. We have a Facebook account. Go follow us there. We will be updating uh, and uploading uh, our schedule there, more posts there. So go follow us there. And uh, we will see you next time. So stay safe and stay healthy. Bye. You're listening to Desi Tea Talks by Aishwarya, Manasi, and Parija.